Hello and welcome again to Podcast in the Woods. I am super, super stoked today. Today is going to be a special episode and I am joined by two of my favorite people in the world that is Ken and Ashley Sledge from Sledgehammer Horror. How are y'all doing this evening? Really good. How are you? We're really wow. excited to be on. Yeah, been looking forward to this for about a week now, man. Thank you again so much for having us. This means so much. Yes. Oh, I'm excited. This is, oh my goodness. I've, yeah, I've been looking forward to this for the longest time, not just, you know, this, this last week, but I mean, ever since that I kind of stumbled upon your YouTube show and I did uh, actually, uh, I think I subscribed and uh, came upon it somehow actually before I became part of the network. Uh, but it was just really neat that we ended up on the, like the same create or content creator network. And so, you know, just getting to be a part of that and interact with, with you two has just been amazing. So hey, before we get any further into this, why don't you tell the listeners out there where they can find you? Um, you can find us on Instagram at Sledgehammer Horror, Facebook at Sledgehammer Horror, uh, Twitter at Sledgehammer Horror, H-O-R, and then the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sledgehammer Horror. Um, you'll find us on there doing My First Horror Movie, where we talk to guests about the first horror movie they watched and how it affected them. And you want to tell them about verses and didn't see that coming? Um, yeah, we we verse um, different like original versus remakes um, and kind of tell you a little bit about it. And then we um, choose which one we like better. Um, and then we have um, didn't see that coming where it's like a twist ending that we go into. A movie with a twist ending that really affected us. Our favorite twist endings are the ones that we have on there. So yeah, it's an honor getting to meet new people and work with my wife every day and um, meet new friends. Like you said, the network that we're on, uh, the podcasting network, I've met some of my best friends on there and, mm -hmm. you know, getting to do guests on other podcasts like yourself right now. Like, this is amazing. We're so excited to be here with you. Like, it's such an honor to be able to work with someone that we admire. So yeah, thank you for inviting us on. Just talking horror in general. I mean, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And guys, all those links will be down in the description. And I promise you, you owe it to yourself to go check them out, go check their channel out. They're wonderful people. And I'm not just saying this. I am not kidding 100%. They have the best YouTube channel out there. It is so much fun. Live streams, like they said, first four watches. It's, it's really, really neat and a great time. Go check their stuff out. And again, before we get into the meat and potatoes of what we're going to do tonight, why don't we talk a little bit about what we've been watching. So, hey, why don't we start with Ashley? Ashley, have you seen anything uh, this week besides the, the movies that we're gonna be talking about? Um, yeah, actually we just, <laughs> uh, so we're gonna do um, our, the Leprechaun franchise. So huh. we've got to go into that and that's been interesting to say the least. Um, what, what an interesting franchise with the Leprechaun is. <laughs> Uh, that is one way to put it. Absolutely. Uh, oh, that's uh, after you get past two or three, I think it becomes kind of a chore, at least for myself. Hey, Ken, how about how about you? What have you been watching? Same thing. Um, we just had to binge the Leprechaun franchise for the live that we're doing on it. And then we just recently watched um, Tales from the Hood again. Oh, yeah. For our verses or our didn't see that coming. And we rewatched the Amityville horror original and remake with Ryan Reynolds for our verses that'll be coming up on that episode, on that movie as well. So that's pretty much been that. And um, what was the, uh, the, obviously the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one is, was a recent watch oh, for yeah, us. That just sure. 
So that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, trying to catch up on like archive 81 and getting ready for some of the new things that are coming out. Very mm -hmm. excited about. Mm -hmm. yeah, I haven't been watching that much this week besides all the stuff that I'm required to because of this, this show. It's been a busy week for that. I did, <laughs> however, get a chance to check out our point today, which was amazing. It's been years since I have seen that movie and it really held up. That, that was a lot of fun. It's a little South Korean flick about, uh, an army unit that ends up getting lost in this haunted place. It's it's really, really good. And then, what was a couple nights ago, I saw Seed or The Seed over on Shudder. Uh -huh. Have you guys seen that one? Uh, is it a newer film or is it the one from the uh, 80s, 90s? No, it's the it's a new one. I think it's, it's either 21 or 22, but they just released it on Tuesday on Shudder. I don't think so. Uh-uh. We might have to check that out. Yeah, we'd love to check it out. Shutter's our favorite streaming service, so we absolutely would love to check it out. This, mm -hmm. um, I got it written down right here. You guys can't see it, obviously, but <laughs> I just wrote it down. It's uh, it's it's something. It's it's something. I wouldn't call it. I don't know. Um, honestly, I would say you could probably skip that one. Uh, it's it's not great, but it oh. is uh, it is kind of it's it's hard to explain. It's cliched and unique in the same. <laughs> <laughs> same sentences uh without going into it with spoilers and all that but yeah i just uh it was a bit of a a bit of a letdown but, uh ah, it's a bummer yeah i know i know right, i was so off. excited cross it off <laughs> yeah the cover art the poster everything looks looks really neat uh and it's body horror so i love body horror and uh but you know it just just was kind of uh of a little bit of a letdown for me uh -uh. But make of that yeah. what you will. Everybody has their, you know, their own opinions. I don't, I don't know who knows. You guys may get on there and, and absolutely love it. But it's funny we've talked about our individual tastes. Hey, both on your show and on uh, mine, I made a, a buddy of mine just sit through Grizzly Rage for our show coming up, and he's he wasn't very impressed with that one. And I think it's hilarious. So I mean, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Right. So yeah, yeah. Right. Don't don't take my my word for it. Yeah, go check it out. I love absolutely love Shutter. Hey, I swallow your soul. I swallow your soul. I swallow your soul. <laughs> swallow this. <laughs> well, tonight, like I said, is a very, very special episode. It is my sixth episode. I've got my three guests. And we're going to be talking about our top six four. That's right. It is a six, six, six episode. I don't know if it's going to be cursed or not, but it's going to be a shitload of fun. Yes. And without further ado, why don't we get into this? So, Ken, why don't we start out with your honorable mentions? Um, I just did one honorable mention, and it is from my favorite franchise in the horror genre of all time. And my honorable mention is Child's Play 3. Um, you know, Chucky goes to boot camp. To find Andy ends up getting with Tyler, the young boy, and uh, trying to take over his body. This is his new lease on life. I think this is where the Child's Play franchise really went from being straight horror to really injecting comedy that worked. And like I said, this is my favorite franchise of all time in the horror genre. So for my honorable mention, I had to go with Child's Play 3. Man, that's amazing. I've, okay. You know what? You were the first person I've ever heard that said Child's Play is their favorite franchise. So that's that's yeah. pretty unique. 
but you hear stuff all the time. Yeah. There was there was another guy I was talking to who said, uh, "What was it? Alien Three was his favorite in the Alien franchise." So I mean, you just you never know. Wow, man, what is my? That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love know. to hear that stuff because, just much like you, if somebody's making art, I want people to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to shit on anybody's art. So if some Alien Three is somebody's favorite, that's really awesome. Like I, that makes me really happy. Oh, and I I, I understand. I, I mean, it's David Fincher. I mean, how can you go wrong? With that? So I, I can kind of get it away, but uh, Aliens, is it, that, that's kind of my jam. Ashley, what about, what about you? What are your honorable mentions? Um, so I have one honorable mention also, um, and it was actually on my list, but I took it off for something else, and that is Insidious. And um, I really do like the entire franchise of Insidious. Um, it's the jump scares, and it, it re- legitimately scared me the first time I watched it. Um, and you know, just having their son be in the coma and not knowing what's wrong with them. That is like a horror type concept in itself. Um, so I had to put that on my list because I really do enjoy that movie. And I love it. I, I, Child's Play 3 and Insidious. And it's funny because I do love Child's Play 3. I know that one gets, gets a lot of hate sometimes, but you're yeah, right. No, number one and two are super serious, and I do. I love those uh, as well. But three, I had mm-hmm. such a good time with, especially like the uh, the paintball scene or not the the uh, oh, yeah. training scene when you know he switches out the ammo and stuff like that. And I think that's. I mean, it's legitimately pretty pretty tense from that point on. I yeah, I had a great great time with that movie. And Insidious is yeah, absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Child's Play three has one of the saddest deaths in the whole franchise when you have. The guy in the garbage truck. Oh and yeah, Chucky's crushing him like oh, that. That makes me sad every time I watch it. And Boomer, just out of respect for you and your podcast, I want to let you know, Ashley and I, much like when we do our own streams, we don't know each other's list. Yeah, just to make it more fun. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, out of respect for you and your podcast, we wanted to keep that going. So we don't know each other's list. If you can see us right now, <laughs> we're facing each other with our lists on our chest. <laughs> that way, we don't peek at each other's list. Which oh, I'm actually surprised it. that Child's Play 3 was an honorable mention. Was so low. Yeah, like I I, I'm surprised well, by that. I mean, like I said, it's my favorite franchise as a whole, but there are other movies singular that I think are better than yeah. that. So. Yeah. Well, it sounds like this is going to be... What about you? Do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I'm kind of an overachiever, uh, so I've got a little bit more than one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first one I have is Reanimator, and I mean... Gosh, that one you go without saying. I mean, Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 Lovecraft. How could you go wrong with any of that? I, I just I just absolutely love that film. It grosses me out at the same time. Just you know, I die laughing every time that I, I watch it. I could not get past the part, you know, where he's uh, fighting a puppet cat or you know, cat dead details later. It's some of the best thing I've ever seen in a horror movie. For sure. Let me think. Uh, the next one uh is evil dead 2013 and oh nice yeah kind of like you said that uh chucky or the child's play franchise is your favorite evil dead franchise is my favorite franchise of all time and i don't think there is a weak film i mean just objectively you know we can have fun with different horror franchises i know halloween is a big one for some people and they overlook some of the campiness in the later ones and have fun with it but honestly, I don't think to me that there is a that there is a bad movie in that franchise. I think they're all just 
phenomenal. And so 213 mm -hmm. or yeah, 2013 just goes right along with that. I love how they have their individual tones. And this one is just, you know, straight horror. I love the practical effects in it. And the ending is one of the greatest endings I've ever seen in a horror movie. And I could say that Evil Dead 2013 not only is my favorite remake of all time, it's so damn intelligent. The reason they go to the cabin and they're not just right. a bunch of kids going to party. You know, they're trying to get their friend and their sister off dope. You know, like heroin is such a terrible thing. And it's that's why they can't leave. Like, I'm with you. I think Evil Dead 2013 is amazing. Um Everything about Evil Dead is great. And to, funny enough, I think the weakest one in the whole franchise is the original. If I was rating that franchise, Evil Dead would be my least favorite. Oh, I don't know if I go that far, but <laughs> it's um, it yeah, it's hard to pick. That's like picking one of my kids. So I mean, they go back and forth. Right. Evil Dead Two is don't worry about Evil Dead Two. We won't uh, disregard. So. Uh, just going on to the next one, so I'm not getting any spoilers away. <laughs> um, Revenge uh, from 2017. Have you guys seen this one? Yeah, um, it's on Shutter right now, I believe. It is. Yeah, it's been on there for for a couple of years. Oh my god, I love that film. It's yeah, uh, it's so stylish. It's it's so brutal. Um, it has it honestly has a lot to say. It's and it, it's a phenomenal phenomenal film. Oh, let me cut. Let me let me skip a couple of these because man, I have I have all kinds of them. I don't want to I don't want to uh, take all of the airwaves here. So I will just skip to my last one, which is you know what? No, what? I'll, I'll go through I'll go through the other two and just mention them briefly, and then I'll, we'll, I'll talk a little bit about my last okay. one. But, so I've got Ringu and Cairo, both as honorable mentions. Uh, big Asian horror film fan, and then Martyrs is my last honorable mention and it was good yeah it was oh my god that was hard not to put that one in the top six i absolutely love martyrs and just the bleakness that the nihilism that that film entails is oh it's heartbreaking but it's it's so so yeah, it so with all that out of the way we got the honorable mentions down uh, i'll go ahead and start us out with number six okay. on my list and that will be American Psycho. So, American, oh, nice. Yeah, American Psycho. Oh my <laughs> god, so much is it, it truly stands the test of time. It really does. It was was making a statement back then when it was made in two thousand, and the message I think is is more relevant today than ever before. You know, it tackles yeah, things like narcissism, greed, consumerism, toxic uh, toxic masculinity, and it does it in a very very clever way. Plus, it's funny as hell. And I just love the backstory in this. And I may talk about it a little bit more, but what, what are you guys' thoughts on American Psycho? Well, let me ask you this, Boomer. Are you a fan of Huey Lewis and the News? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love it. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've walked away from Ashley to go grab something from the kitchen. and been like, I'll be right back. I got to go return some videotapes. Yes. You know? <laughs> um, and Christian Bale, personally, my opinion, I'm not a huge Christian Bale fan, but I think this is his best role. Jared Leto, hey Paul, you know, like there's so much to love about this movie, mm -hmm. um, and he's so perfectly unhinged. And I remember watching the commentary on it, and Christian Bale said he modeled his character around Tom Cruise, yes. this guy that was so goofy but had dead eyes, like his eyes were just so dead. 
Which is so true. It like is true. When you look at him, it's yeah. so true. So that when I watch American Psycho, all I see is Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah but... we're both big fans of it. Yeah. And you go back and watch that interview with Oprah Winfrey and then turn on American Psycho and you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. I just like yeah, I, I totally see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the, the the backstory with this, like with uh, Mary Heron, the, the director, where you know the studio, they really weren't sure that they wanted her involved. And so, you know, she had to jump through hoops to make get this movie made. She and Christian Bale was her guy. She had to have Christian Bale. And they went through different casting choices. Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, was one, and there were a couple others. And she said, No, I'm not making this film without him. And so they fired her and tried to get a couple of different directors, Oliver Stone, I forget who the other one was, and it just didn't work out. So they brought her back and she said, Hey, I am not doing it unless we hire Christian Bale. And everything just worked out perfectly and it is just a phenomenal phenomenal film all right yeah it is let's go to Uh, kim what is your what is your number six my lucky number six is the newest movie on my list and that is the cabin in the woods um i think that this movie is it's like the perfect love letter to horror um it's funny it's got great characters it's got great actors it's got an amazing twist at the end and this movie could reasonably explain every single horror movie we've ever seen and it also has uh cameos from characters from left for dead the franchise that we love to play uh the video game and um it's just it's such a great movie and it makes me laugh it's got great scares in it it's just a genuine great movie. Great cameo mm-hmm. at the end by Sigourney Weaver. Um, so yeah, for me, it's number six is The Cabin in the Woods. And I think it's a very underrated horror movie. I think a lot of people shit on it because of how it ends. But man, it, it's perfect. Like it's such a great movie from front to back. It And the, the comedy in it, the way that these characters intertwine with each other is so great. I love every character in this movie. There's not the one character where I'm like, ugh. And then obviously you got Sitterson and Hadley down in the bunker. <laughs> Some of the best written characters I've ever seen in any movie. They are constantly making me laugh. They couldn't have got better actors for those roles. So absolutely for me, number six is The Cabin in the Woods. All right, Ashley, what is your number six? So my number six is also newer. Um, and I kind of get a lot of shit for this one. But it is Child's Play 2019. Um, Not a lot of people, not a lot of people liked it. And I think it's because of its name. Um, And, you know, we don't have Brad Dourif in it um, or the the seance and all that. Um, But I really like not so much the look of Chucky, but I like the relationship between Chucky and Andy. Um, I like Andy and his mom's relationship and just the whole cast in this movie. I, I really enjoyed them. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm not, a, not a lot of people. Well, as a child's play purist, it's my favorite franchise. And I'll say for sure, this movie makes awesome. Yeah. And I think that maybe if um, we've talked about this before, yeah. if, they would have named it something else like Buddy Bear um, in the world of Child's Play that maybe more people would have been um, more welcoming and warm to it than they are. And I love both of those, both of those picks. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods is absolutely my jam. And it's funny because when I first watched it, I didn't know anything about it. I'm like notorious or I don't know, maybe it's a good thing, but I never, ever watched trailers. 
And so I didn't uh-huh. know what to expect. So I'm going through the movie and I'm expecting, you know, just this normal Cabin in the Woods type thing, although there's the government officials. And you could tell that something is a bit off. Um, but yeah, yeah. And the, the twist happens and I'm like, oh my goodness, this movie is so brilliant. But even if it had been like a, just a general run of the mill horror film, like just a standard one, it was really good and a lot of fun uh, to begin with. But yeah, that ending just, I mean, takes it right over the top. And yeah, that barely, barely missed one of my honorable mentions. And as far as child's play, I understand there is lots of hate out there, but I really dig child's play 2019. It's so, so much mm-hmm. fun. The kills in it are ridiculously good. And, you know, yes. I wasn't upset that Brad Dorf wasn't. I really wasn't because I love me some Mark Hamill. Right. I mean, how, how well, we, they, could, we could do a whole episode about how um, it's smart to not use Brad Dourif. That's made, already been done. They made it their own. Yeah, they made it their own. They didn't, you know? they didn't copy and paste. They, they did something new. Right. And, yeah. We could do a whole retrospective episode on 2019 because the way they did it, they paid homage. They, they should have done a different name, like Ashley said. Mm-hmm. They should have named it the Buddy Doll from the world of Child's Play. And I think it would have been received a lot better. But that, I mean, that's, you know, we're splitting hairs at that point. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, I honestly believe that I, I really do that on down the road, child's play is going to get a lot more love than it does now. I mean, you think back to things mm-hmm. like the thing where everybody, when that came out, Halloween three and everybody hated mm-hmm. those movies. And, you know, now they have such huge followings. And I think child's play 2019 is going to be one of those just because of, of it really is. I mean, objectively, you give this movie a chance and it is absolutely a blast. It really is. I mean, and yes. you're, you're right. The, the, the dynamics in that film are okay. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to poo-poo all over your, your favorite franchise, but, <laughs> but I, I, I actually like the dynamics in, in 2019 a little bit more than I do in, in the original film franchise. I think, you know, that the, yeah. the relationship between him and, you know, Chucky is, is, is really, really well done. And like I said, man, Martin mm-hmm. is, is, is God to me. He's amazing. All right. Yes. Now we're down yes. To the top five, top five. And we will start mm-hmm. with Ashley first this time. What is your number five? Um, so this one is kind of two movies, but I'm considering them as uh, one. I know what it is. Um, and it's, it's. Um, chapter one and two from 2017 um, and 2019. Um, and I, I was so excited for these movies to come out, especially the first one, because I loved the made for TV so much. And I was a little worried about it. Um, but I, I fell in love. Um, I like um, Bill Skarsgård as, um, as a Pennywise and um, I love the kid actors as well as the adult actors. Um, I think that they did such a good job um, with it all. And I really enjoyed that, both those movies. I'm with you. I consider those one film. You just obviously couldn't have a six hour film, but much right. like the made for TV one, you had to have a break in between it. So I think it's all one film. Good choice. Thanks. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I love, you know, thinking of those as, it's just one film because I know a lot of people, their favorite one is, is the first one, you know, just kind of like the original miniseries. But if you if you watch it together, you know, back to back, it's, it's you know, just it just flows so much better than the original one did. Yeah, the, the acting in it, Pennywise in that is, is just absolutely terrifying. And well, I, 
I love both of them though. Man, I love the kid actors. I love the the the, the, the little one from and I, oh I, I forget his name, but uh, oh uh, Stranger from- Things. Fit Wolfers? Fit, yeah, fit. Yes, yeah, he is, he's he's so awesome. good. But but then you have James McAvoy in in uh, it chapter two, and James McAvoy is about as good as you can get. And yeah, I mean it's 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 a great great film. And I, yeah, we'll we'll do that. We'll call it we'll call it one film. It's awesome. It's, All right, Ken, I, I'm about, one of the okay. I'm one of the few that I like 2019 more because of Bill Hader. Oh, Bill Hader! I felt like he killed it. Yeah, in that oh, yeah. he stole it. Like you said, James McAvoy is one of the best actors of our generation. And Bill Hader still stole every single scene that he was in. And that's not a knock at McAvoy. No. That's just how great Hader was in that film. And I think it was kind of a shock to people, you know, because he was doing like commercials and yeah. and, and silly, you know, like side things like that. And then he pulls this out and it's like, wow. This, like, guy, this guy's an actor. Yeah, this guy is an actor. Yeah. Well, it's awesome how, well, because, yeah, Bill Hader is, you know, primarily known for, you know, comedy and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, a lot of times these these comedic actors, I mean, just look at, uh, you know, uh, Keenan, uh, what is his name? Peel. Uh, I had that right. Jordan uh, Peel. Yes. Yeah. With, you know, I mean, his direction. Of, I mean, everybody was worried about what he was going to do in, you know, in horror and stuff like that. But it's obvious, you know, through if you watch uh, Key and Peel and all that stuff, like how much those guys actually do love horror. And I mean, just absolutely knocked it out of the park. It's, it's, it's amazing how, how well comedy and, you know, the com- comedy and comedic actors transition to horror films. It's, yeah, they just, yeah. Bill Hader, you're right, just absolutely killed it in that movie. Mm-hmm. All right, number five, Kim, what you got? Number five for me is Tales from the Hood. Um, this is a film that, you know, growing up, I don't want to say privileged, but growing up as um, a young white male in a small town, my parents owned a video store. I was very lucky in my life. And to watch a horror movie like this, to see how people other than me lived and how scary life was for them. Um, And this movie has a great message. It's from 1995 and people can call it woke big quotes there. I hate that word. Yeah, they need to but if by woke that. you mean it has a message to it, we're all about it. Mm-hmm. And Tales from the Hood has a great message, but it's a horror movie first. And to this day, I feel it has the best ending of all time. The ending of this movie scared me so bad. So it's the scariest scene for me, I think, in the history of cinema um, at the end of Tales from the Hood, 1995. So I had to put it on the list. I'm a huge fan of it. So Tales from the Hood 1995 is my number five. Nice. That is awesome. I love these lists yeah, because they're so different. And that's, man, that, that is the, the great thing about horror. I mean, just like you were saying, I mean, there are times, yeah, when I want to put something on just to turn my brain off and just have a good time, relax, you know, maybe I've had a bad day. And so I'll put something stupid on. But then there's other times when I legitimately want something to make me think. I want something that has a message that, that brings something to the table beyond that. And it's not only is that, that movie, you know, I mean, very, very smart, but it's also absolutely hilarious. And like you said, there are uh, the scene where, uh, and I, you know, it's been a little bit since I've seen it. I've watched it last year. So I forget what the di- different segments are called, but the, uh, the ones where, uh, the police officers uh, kill the guy. The guy ends up in a painting at the, or the, you know, the wall art at the end of it. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, that's time. called Rogue Cop Revelation. Yep. Yeah. 
when I, I saw it when I was probably 12 or 13, something, something around there. And that just freaked me out. Uh, and I don't know why. I mean, uh, it's funny. A lot of times, like people get scared of, of stuff that's realistic slashers or home invasion or something like that. Um, but it's always like the, the really weird stuff that, that scares me for some reason that just gets under my skin. And yeah, that one, oh my goodness. Yeah, that terrified me. Mm-hmm. All right. My number oh, five is I Saw the Devil. Now, Ooh. Yeah, this is a film that absolutely pulls no punches whatsoever. It is violent as, as hell. And, you know, it's just as a side note, in order for like a movie to be this high on a list for me, it needs to make me feel something. So, uh, and, it, and that, can be, that can be a number of different things, whether, you know, it's, it scares me or it disturbs me or, you know, kind of like I was saying, it brings me joy or it devastates me. There's got to be some kind of impact on my soul to be this high. And I Saw the Devil is one bleak, gut-wrenching, or gut-wrenching movie. It is, oh my goodness, it's, it's hard to watch. It's sad. Yeah. Uh, it's well-acted. It's well-shot. It is amazing. What, what, what's your thoughts on that? Um, if, if I remember correctly, there's a pretty gnarly sexual assault scene in that movie, isn't there? There is. There, there's a couple of them, actually. Yeah. Um once that happens usually I'm, I'm pretty quick with the power button i usually shut stuff off pretty quickly um so i don't think i've ever seen the movie all the way through um it's just uh from personal stuff that's happened in my wife's life and yeah. my sister's life like there's certain things with sexual assault that i just i can't watch and i can't put them through it so usually when that stuff comes on we're pretty quick to walk out of the cinema or um shut the power off so there's nothing against you man i'm glad the movie had a big effect on you it's just I I couldn't fit I couldn't watch it. it it just didn't do it for me once like I said once the sexual assault thing starts happening and it's that graphic I got I got to shut it off. Yeah. No, I get that absolutely. It, it really is is not it is it is not a movie for everybody. It, it really isn't so. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um. It it's a brilliant film, but yeah. Trigger warning, uh, guys. Uh, if you've not seen I Saw the Devil, it is it is extremely extremely uh, disturbing. So, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, take, take that, you know, how you will, um, you know, if that's, if that's something that you, you know, you can get through, then it, it's phenomenal. If it's, if it's not, then yeah, you, you definitely may want to skip those. And I understand I, Hey, I have those as well. And it's, it's weird. Um, you know, kind of some of my triggers are, are, you know, a little bit, a little bit different than that, but I, I do have mine as well. So yeah, I completely understand that. My dude, there, there are some things that, you know, uh, you're, you're watching a movie, you're enjoying it and something happens. It's like, okay, you know what? No, I'm done. I can't, can't do this anymore. So yep. I, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I get that. So why don't mm-hmm. we go? Appreciate to, it. Oh no. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's what I said. You know, that's, and again, that's why I love, I love horror is it's just so fluid. There's, there's things out there for everybody. There's things out there that speak to everybody, but then there's also things out there that, you know, that, that, you know, we just may need to skip and that's, that's why this 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 genre is just so so brilliant and you know yeah and so apt it really is well that's why the people in it are so great too because we're also understanding that each of us has our own trigger that we can't watch i mean i know somebody very close to me that can't do anything with claustrophobia yeah you know and if there's anything at all claustrophobic in the movie they can't watch it mm-hmm. they can't do it so it's amazing how this community doesn't belittle people for their triggers. That's yeah. what that's another thing I love about this community. 
Right. You know, and you know, you know, just to be honest and open, uh, you know, one of one of mine is is Carrie. So you know, anytime and and Carrie is an amazing film, but uh, you know, just just mm. because of the child abuse aspect in, in that movie, um, yep. you know, it just it just destroys me and I can't I just I can't watch it. And so, you know, that's that's one of mine. If it, if it has something, you know, to do with, you know, somebody, you know, physically hurting a child or something like that, um, then it's you know that, 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 that or, you know it's a no go for me. So yeah, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm right there with you, and I, I get it. So why don't we move for sure yeah. to number four? Number four, Kim. We'll start with you. What is your number four? Number four for me is the OG Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I mean, damn, 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 damn. <laughs> this is I, I've said it a thousand times. I've never in my life given any horror movie a perfect five out of five rating. Nightmare on Elm Street gets 4.95 out of five. The only thing that stops it from being a perfect movie is the ending with that dumb Freddy car and the blow up doll getting sucked through the window. Um, Speaking of triggers, that yeah, Freddy car. Tr- yeah, Freddy car's a trigger for me too. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, the deaths are few and far between, but every single one is so memorable. The practical effects are amazing. It has one of the best final girls of all time. Freddy Krueger's only on screen for like seven to 10 minutes worth of screen time in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. And he's still that memorable. Um, the one-liners, you know, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Um, hey, Tina, watch this. You know, mm-hmm. this is God. There's so much about the OG Nightmare on Elm Street to me that is so inventive and original and intelligent. And I really think this is another one of those movies that truly shaped the horror. Wes Craven, obviously, uh, pure genius. And uh, for me, I, I'm going to go at number four, the OG Nightmare on Elm Street. All right. Solid pick, solid pick. Although, um, I'll have to say, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but it just I just never connect with the Nightmare on Elm Street. I, don't, I do not know why. I've seen it probably 10 times. And every time I'm like, okay, you're going to love this movie. And I just don't, for whatever reason. Um, and maybe maybe part of that is is that ending. Have you seen the uh, the Netflix documentary on that? No. Oh my goodness! That, so Netflix they do the uh, the uh, the movies that made us, and they have Halloween, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street is one, and they talked about that about the ending where um, there was, and I forget what the producer's name is, but the, the producer and Wes Craven were going had this back and forth about the way that they wanted oh, to Bob end the movie. Gale. Yeah, and that's the that's the ending that he wanted. Wes Craven hated the ending. He did not want that ending, but you know, I guess a money talks, and so yeah, he ended up he ended up getting his getting his ending. And yeah, to me, I think that's it is it is a good film, and it is revolutionary. It's it's a really really awesome film. Um, but yeah, every time I get to that part, and he just yanks the doll through the through the window, I'm like, oh my god, I just kind of cringe every time I see that. Oh my goodness. So for uh, number four on my list, and I'll, I'll before I get into it a little bit, I'll ask if you guys have even seen this one because I know um, it's it's a little bit more obscure. Even though the franchise is really well known, this particular entry, not a whole lot of people have seen, and that's Juan the Curse. Have you seen that one? No. No, I have not. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you guys, I mean, I'm, I'm sure y'all are familiar with Juan the Grudge, right? The Grudge remake from yeah, the, yeah, in, yeah. In, in the United States. So Juan the Curse was, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Takashi Shimizu. It's, it's his first 
entry in that franchise and went straight to video. But to me, that one is the scariest and the most effective. And it's the lowest budget. And you can tell there's very little music uh, that, you know, the camera is not the greatest that they're using, but he uses like the camera and the angles in such like really, really intelligent ways. Like he'll keep things in the background just out of focus to where you can tell it's human or human order or it's something, but you just can't quite get a good look at it. And it's just, it's really, really unsettling. And I just, I man, I absolutely loved you on the curse. I highly, highly recommend that one. And in fact, you can, it's, it's, uh, oh, it's, it's free use. So you can actually watch that on YouTube for free. Um, that, that, oh, nice. yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you have not seen it and I highly recommend that movie and it, it does, man, it scares me to death. And the, the grudge remake actually takes some of the, uh, some of Jew on the Grudge and some of Jew on the Curse, it kind of like, you know, makes it makes it one movie. Like the scene where the girl gets pulled into the attic, that's from Jew on the Curse. And I don't oh, know nice. what it is. Like I said, uh, you know, it's not normal stuff that gets to me, but every time that the beginning of that death rattle start when, when you know, the character is kind of alone by themselves and you just get that, uh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, like the hair just starts standing up on my arms and <laughs> like kind of want to like look away i'm doing the thing where you know I'm, I'm like looking at the screen but i'm also focusing on something else but it just oh it, it, it drives me up the wall so you guys right. haven't seen that one like i said i i highly recommend it it's, it's amazing so ashley what's your number four number four for me is scream um Ooh. yeah i i love scream and i love how it changed the horror genre forever um I love all the characters um, as well as like the self-awareness that it has. The humor really hit home for me. You know, Randy, everyone's a suspect. Yeah. And um, it yeah. was hit. I know that makes us sound old, but like <laughs> it was hit when it came out. It made horror movies cool to, you know, watch. Yeah. At a time when horror movies were not cool. Right. 94, 95, horror movies were pretty in the toilet at that point. So I it was hit. To, yeah. watch, to like scream you know it was, it was cool and even like the overacting of like stew and stuff like it, it's you know some yeah. people think it's over the top but it hit home for me and i just i i really enjoy that movie actually i enjoy all the screams uh -huh. but yeah definitely one is my favorite great choice thanks so who is your guys uh who, who's your favorite character from the screen franchise randy i knew you're gonna say randy oh easily randy. that was me like you know i grew up in a video store stocking shelves and shit like that was me. Everybody's a suspect, you know, like he was just so smart, and funny and good looking and self-aware. Everything about Jamie Kennedy's character of Randy to me was just he was he was top notch for me when it comes to being a horror character. He was knowledgeable. He was uh, funny. He was good looking. He was a dork. He was just everything that I admired in a horror character. I feel like he like Jamie Kennedy doesn't always, you know, go out and like not everyone likes him, but in that movie, like everybody just loves yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But my I think my favorite is probably Officer Dewey. I just sure. love him. He yeah. also is, I mean, in the first couple, he was kind of a dork and um, I don't know if you've seen the new one, but he, he, he I'm not gonna say anything spoilerly, <laughs> but his performance in the new one was, was amazing. Notch. Yes. Yeah, his arc is is just amazing throughout that franchise. You're right. You know, he starts off as kind of this lovable dork, and then you know, by yeah, the the, the last one, he just he's a just a badass. And yeah, yeah. 
I love it. And, you know, yeah, he's older, he's grizzled, he's jaded, you know, I mean, he's, he's seen some shit, you know, so, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, I love him. And yeah, but my favorite has to be Stu. And sure. you know, just, just like you talked about, you know, you saw yourself in Jamie, I kind of see a little bit of myself in, in Stu where I'm kind of a goofball. I'm a little bit unbalanced. I mean, fortunately I haven't murdered anybody, but, uh, right. but I just, I love his character and just how funny uh that that he is uh and, and like i said you know just kind of like one of my one of my previous picture i've talked about it like his lines at the end of that movie just are still to this day just crank me up it doesn't matter how many times i've seen a brilliant pick for number four that's that's awesome i love it thank you all right number did, ken did i ask you your number four yeah mine was tales from the hood that's right or no okay. i'm sorry mine was neighbor on the street that's right okay good I was like, wait a minute, am I missing something here? Okay, no. no okay. So number three, we're at the top three, guys. <laughs> hey, I've never claimed to be a professional. All right, here we go. No, you're fine, man. This is a blast. This is fun, yeah. Number three for me is Mandy from 2018. So have you guys- Oh, Nicholas Cage. Yes, the Cage match. Have you, you've seen Mandy? Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, I love, absolutely- love mandy and i'm going to be talking about this here in a, here in a couple of weeks so i'm not going to go too in depth on this but I, oh my goodness it is just mandy is one of those movies that's just metal as fuck i mean it's it is ridiculously crazy and i love the setup the the time that you get to spend with the characters getting to know them before everything just goes south and sure. i know a lot of people are like well that's kind of long and i, I get that I, I i get that it's it's you know a lot of people, when they're looking for a revenge horror movie, you know, they want it just, you know, an hour and a half crazy stuff from beginning to end. And it, it doesn't give you that. But what it does give you is some amazing visuals, some amazing character development. And by the time that it does reach those those climaxes, those high points, oh, my goodness, it's, it's just one of the most satisfying experiences that I've ever had. I got to see this movie in an indie film theater in Austin, Texas, and was just overjoyed. I can't say enough about, about this film. It's, it's just a, amazing. Uh, almost, it is, and it's funny because it's actually a better film, in my opinion, than the, than the two that I have above it. I just kind of have a special place in my heart for those two. But to me, Mandy is almost a perfect horror film. Sure. It's got the beast acts in it too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just forging that silver axe. Yeah. That. Oh my. God. That thing's pretty cool looking. <laughs> yeah, we love the beast axe, man. It is. It's. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, well, the whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, wh- why is there a macaroni and cheese commercial in the middle of this? Uh, in the middle of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. It, oh my goodness! It's so good. All right, Kim. We'll turn it to you. What is your number three? My number three. The remake has been talked about. But the sequel to the original, the best in the franchise, I'm going Evil Dead 2. Um, Evil Dead 2 to me is, again, part of who I am as a person. Uh, The comedy that comes along with it, the horror that comes along with it. Uh, This movie means so much to us, which everybody listening, this is year 35, the 35th anniversary of Evil Dead 2. And Ashley and I's Evil Dead 2 fan film um, is almost all the way written. And um, it takes place 35 years after the events of Evil Dead 2. 
with Ash never coming back to the future and seeing what happened to Professor Nobi because you never really really find out what happened to him. So you find out what happened to him and maybe some other members of the family that you didn't know about throughout the film. So that wouldn't happen without this film, an amazing film that to me is a, a just perfect, perfect film. It's funny. It's encapsulating. It's a one man show a lot of the time with Bruce Campbell. It's just, it's a great movie. So number three for me is Evil Dead 2. Nice. Yeah, that's amazing. Amazing film. Yeah, you definitely cannot go wrong with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Absolutely. I won't get too right. deep into that because that may show up on my list in a minute. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> Ashley, what is, your, uh, what is your number three? So number three for me, this is where it all started for me when I was a child. Um, I, this was my very ever first horror movie that I watched Zelda, and that is Pet Cemetery. Um, I honestly feel like this movie made me love horror and, um, Zelda, she scared me so badly as a kid, even now today, she's still scary. Like she is what nightmares are made of. Um, and you know, her Rachel, I'm going to twist your back like mine and, um, you'll never get out of bed again. And just the way she looks it, I just love that movie so much. Even Victor, he scared me. Um, and I wasn't a fan of the newer one just because of, I didn't think that Zelda was as scary and Victor wasn't in the role as much as he was like he was in the original. Um, but yeah, I, I really love Pet Cemetery. Yeah. I'm kind of easy. I like, I really love both of them. I honestly do. Uh, the original, yeah. obviously, the original is absolutely untouchable. Gage is just a nightmare. Um, yes. That's, oh, gosh, it's so, so good. Yeah, Zelda. Judd is iconic. I mean. Absolutely. Sometimes Judd is better. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. Don't want to go on that rod. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, just the shock value, you know. Like, I never seen that coming. And what people don't talk about with Pet Cemetery how great the practical effects are. Yeah. Right. When Judd gets his neck bitten out by Gage or when he slices that Achilles tendon, like mm -hmm. the practical effects in this movie are so good. They are, yeah. Oh, when Church the Cat throws that rat in the bathtub. Oh, Ugh, oh, disgusting. I do have a soft spot for John Lithgow and that's probably, you know, what breeds my love for the for the uh, the remake. But uh, yeah, the, the original is hands down uh, the better one. It's, it, it, is, it, is, it is phenomenal such a phenomenal movie yeah. yeah all right we'll go on to number two we'll go right we'll turn it right back to you Ashley what is your number two horror film of all time so number two um is Halloween 78 <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna do that so he's not a Michael. <laughs> Michael is my dude I love Michael Myers I have a soft spot for Michael Myers I, I'm actually shocked this isn't number one now I'm very intrigued yeah oh never I know what number one is. never mind I, but good choice I've always loved Michael Myers. I have a soft spot for these movies because it reminds me of my um, my father that passed away a few years ago. Way to make me sound like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is what I do best. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and Lori as the final girl, she's just phenomenal. And I, I'm, I don't know. I just... It's got a you know special place in my heart, and I love Halloween '78. I, I've grown to love the movie just because of you mm -hmm. and the amount of times I've had to watch it with you. But <laughs> every Halloween, um, yeah. But I mean, like, I just I don't know. I won't get into my feelings on this movie, but 
I respect it and I love you. And I do love my dude, Michael, now that I've gotten older and more mature and wiser. Michael's probably the scariest villain of the big three for me. So I get it. Oh, wow. I'm surprised you said that. Yeah. <laughs> so Halloween is my second loose fan uh, favorite franchise or the you know the one that I, I don't care for the most however you want to say that yeah uh, I don't care for the Halloween franchise however I absolutely adore Halloween one and Halloween three yeah Halloween <laughs> one is a master class in tension and suspense and stalking it is so so good I I, I love that and I, obviously I mean how, how can you go wrong with Dr. Loomis Dr. Loomis is, is amazing. It's, yeah. it's really a great, great film. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It flies by. You're right. It's a, man, it's, a, it's a perfect Halloween tradition. It's, it's amazing. I, oh my goodness. I could talk forever about Halloween. I won't, I won't do it. I, I'm, I'm going to be mindful of you guys. Of you guys this time, but yeah, top. I mean, even though I don't care for the Halloween uh, franchise as a whole, Mm-hmm. Number one is is got to be in my top five for, for slashes. It's it's ridiculously good in in my opinion. I so, agree. I agree. I want to ask you something, Boomer. Yeah, go ahead. What what's your least favorite franchise? So my least favorite franchise is the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Really, you got yeah. Texas Chainsaw and Leprechaun above both of those? I do. I wow, so, that's crazy. <laughs> No, I, no, I'm not. Dude, please don't think I'm talking shit on you, like at all, because I'm not. I'm really not. Like, I'm just genuinely shocked. That it's great. Like, again, I think this is awesome to learn these things about you and how different we can be as people. Yeah. Like, man, we just had to binge the Leprechaun franchise, and I'll be watching literally anything to get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> no, there, was a, there was a couple that were. There's okay. a couple really good ones, yeah. but. I, I get it. And it's, I don't know, for their own unique ways. Now, not the highs of the Halloween, the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, franchise, granted, are, are so much better than Leprechaun, even the lows. I understand that. I mm-hmm. don't know what it is, but I have so much stupid fun with the Leprechaun franchise. I mean, sure. even yeah. like Leprechaun in Space and Leprechaun Hood or, you know, uh, Leprechaun Alien Edition is one in Space. <laughs> but it's, I have so much fun with that. Uh, Wishmaster. Uh, you know, I've already talked about, you know, Juon, the Ringu franchise, Friday the 13th, uh, Child's Play. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Like I say, I know that they're better movies. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry, guys. And it's <laughs> no, no, because- don't apologize. Yeah. man. It's awesome. Like, I'm genuinely intrigued right now. We're going to have to bring you on our channel and have a deep discussion about franchise ranking. Yeah. Man, I think oh. we'd have a great time with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. If, if anybody, like all the guys that follow me on, on the socials and stuff like that, I, interacted with i do have some controversial or opinions both good and bad there are some films and uh, we could kind of talk about a couple of them now that i love that everybody else just just hates you know just shits on mm-hmm. continually and then there's some that everybody else loves and i'm like sorry but i'm not the biggest fan of that <laughs> uh, all right kim we'll turn it to you what is your number two um a movie that not very many people have seen but it is not only my second favorite horror movie, it is my favorite Stephen King horror movie oh. of all time. And that is Sometimes They Come Back. Um, the story of Jim, uh, his brother Wayne was killed by some greasers and then they were hit by a train in a tunnel when they were kids. Well, now Jim is older. It's 27 years later. and It's always 27 yep. years later. <laughs> and uh, 
the greasers are coming back. They're transferring back up from Milford to relive that anniversary so they can kill Jimmy and finish the job they started. Uh, amazing movie. Now we talk about remakes. This is a movie I would love to see remade. I would do whatever I could to see this movie remade as it was a made-for-TV movie. Uh, so number two for me, my favorite Stephen King adaptation of all time, Sometimes They Come Back. Nice. I love it. I got another one that's going on my watch list because I have not seen Sometimes They Come Back. I've it is it. free on YouTube right now, my friend. Oh, okay. All right, good. Another free one on YouTube. That makes things a lot easier. So, yes, yeah, sir. I, I've seen that sitting on the shelves, you know, back in the day, Blockbuster and my local video store. You know, you'd always see it sitting there with a hand. And yep. I just, I don't know what it is, but I just never, I never picked it up. So I am definitely, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check that one out. It's it's amazing. Uh, it, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll scare you. It's just it's the epitome of Stephen King, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. When I think of Stephen King, this is the first thing that comes into my mind. Is it a is it a vampire story? No, nope. Okay. Um, just plain old monsters coming okay. back from the dead. More like like that. supernatural yeah. type thing. Yeah. Okay. Because I know you're not the biggest vampire fan, so I'm like, well, maybe we found one that he loves. <laughs> yeah besides fright night and the lost boys you kind of lose me with vampires have you ever seen the thirst what is it the thirst, the thirst? no i think that that's one we have written down I, I believe you mentioned that on our stream, did. didn't you yeah i did i yeah i mentioned it the other night it's oh it's it's brilliant uh it's it's really really good i that was my favorite until i saw uh let the right one in and i love i love that movie and that, that kind of just edged it out but The Thirst is so good. I absolutely love that movie. We definitely have it written down to check out. So I promise you we will do that. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see what you think about it. It's, it's different. So it is, it's very Asian. So it is, uh, it's, you know, you know me. So it, it is, a, you know, a vampire, an Asian vampire movie. And they do their, their take on it is, is different than ours. And so I would be, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be excited to see what you think. Even if you hate it. <laughs> I'll be right. excited to see what you think. Oh, I'll give you my honest opinion. I promise, my friend. <laughs> All right. So number two on my list, talking about Asian horror films, is Shudder. The original, not the, the cruddy American remake. Shudder. Sure. From Thailand. Uh, and it is, man, this is legitimately the scariest movie that I've ever seen in my entire life. It's it's so good. Like, the, there's one scene where he's he's fleeing from the ghost and he looks down and she's crawling up at him on the ladder or when she's looking in the car window or when she's crawling on the bed man this movie is legitimately terrifying there's there's one scene in here and it's, it's kind of a trope it's, it's a little bit of a trope but the way that they do it in this movie is so well where uh the, the female protagonist in this movie is trying to you know find a spirit so she's sitting there taking uh photographs on a polaroid. yeah on a, on a polaroid camera and like i'm just pressed into the back of my couch like regardless <laughs> of how many times that i've seen this movie it's so good and i love the way that they turned this movie on its head so the characters in this movie are really well done you generally like these characters and then at the end of the movie uh you know not to give away too many spoilers but at the end of the movie it turns out eh, well, maybe they're you know, not such good people after all. Yeah, maybe this isn't what we thought it was. Yeah, exactly. And that the the ultimate reveal of, of what is happening at, at you know the, the end, the end, the very end, is is just absolutely brilliant, man. I oh God, I love this. I love this movie so much. It is 
It's so good. It's so scary. If you've not seen Shudder, oh my goodness, you've got to check this one out. Yeah. All right, and that is that is two. We are down to the number one, the all time for our horror list. And we will go right back to Kim. What is your number one horror film of all time? Uh, this will be no surprise whatsoever for anybody that's ever watched 10 seconds worth of my channel because the poster is behind me during every single My First Horror Movie episode. It was my first horror movie, and it is House from 1986. The story of Roger Cobb trying to find his son, uh, moves back into the house where his aunt died, which is also one of the best jump scares of all time. Um, you know, it's everything, man. It's a Vietnam War story. It's a love story. It's a comedy. It's a horror. It it literally has everything in it. And it's, I, I can't say enough about this movie. I've talked about it so much throughout the course of my life, but I adore this movie. It's a movie that I, I watch this movie probably 10 to 12 times a year still. And I'm 36 years old. I mean, the movie is as old as I am, you know, and, um, it's just a movie I could never get sick of. It, I believe the opening credits has probably the best and scariest score of all time. Um, and there's so many scary moments to this movie, but there's a lot of levity. Uh, so you can break that tension with some comedy and it's got a, a very happy ending. It's just everything I love in the world is because of the movie house, the comedy, the horror, the love, the longing, everything is just so beautiful. That's my number one, House from 1986. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I love House. House is, and that made me the most ridiculous movie at number one. It's, man, that movie is so crazy and I love it for it. I, yeah, just every time I watch it, I'm just sitting there like, oh my goodness, what the hell is going on? It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it is so good. I love House. So for number one, for me, and this should be, again, no surprise as well to anybody that's listened or even reads what this podcast is called. It is Evil Dead 2. And it's the entire reason that I am here today. I absolutely love Evil Dead 2. And the first time, again, I saw this when I was like 12 or 13 years old, the, the first time on a ripped VHS copy, which I still own to this day. I own 13 different copies of physical media just for Evil Dead 2 alone. It is such, such a banger. Like you were talking about earlier, man, Bruce Campbell carries this movie for a good portion of it. There's nobody else that can do that, what he did. It's, it's insane. Like he's just playing off of himself for a good 30 minutes of this movie. And you're just absolutely entertained through the entire thing. And I kind of shared a story last time, but you know, the first time that, that I saw the scene where, you know, he ends up cutting off his hand because it becomes, you know, possessed. And like I said, a little 12 year old me, I was I'm like so disturbed at the moment because this guy's like sawing off his hand. And then, you know, you're getting all that blood spray in his face and then it just keeps going. And then at some point during it, like a switch just flipped and I just started laughing like hysterically. And I, I don't know, man, it's it, it, this is the movie where everybody gets the iconic ash williams the, the ash williams that everybody thinks of you know yes the, the evil dead you know ash williams is in it but you know it's kind of kind of a different character in that a reluctant hero if you will uh you know until the very end actually but in this uh -huh. one i mean you get all those campbellisms in this movie you get you know the groovy you get uh you know where he's just blasting blasting the uh, deadites you know hey i'll swallow your soul i'll swallow your soul i'll swallow your soul swallow this swallow this 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's quotable, it's hilarious, it's over the top, it's gory, it's made with love. And, you know, just to say one more thing about it, I, I love the backstory for this movie. I mean, there's so much. It's, it, I could go into it for, for quite some time, but I love it when they were trying to get this movie down to an R rating. So they submitted it to, you know, the, uh, the critics or the, uh, uh, oh, whatever you call them. But anyway, the people that rate movies and stuff. So they said, yeah, the yeah, there you go. And, uh, you know, the NC 17. So they, you know, they tried to cut it a little bit NC 17. So then they changed some of the color of the, of the blood NC 17. And so Sam Raimi was just like, all right, fuck it. I'll just release the movie unrated as it is. And I love Sam Raimi for it that, you know, this was a labor of love and he was like, okay, well, if they're going to cause me to neuter the movie that I am making, then, then I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm just putting out what it is that I want to put out. And oh my goodness, this movie is such a blast. I love it. Yeah. It, it was on my list. So obviously yeah. I super agree with you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Ashley, what do you think about this movie? I didn't really talk about that much about it. Is this, is this, is this a good one for you or is this one that you're, you're, you're just not quite as high on? Um, no, I, I enjoy the movie for sure. Um, I haven't seen it in a very long time. Um, but from, yeah, from what I remember, um, yeah, I, I, I love it. Yeah. Oh, it's just so, so, it's okay. Okay. So number one, Ashley, what is your number one horror movie of all time? Um, so number one for me. Can I ask you real quick? Does it have mommy and daddy in it? It does. Okay. I know what it is. Um, so it's people under the stairs. Um, the horror elements are brilliant in this movie from the characters to the backstories of them and the environment that they are in. Um, and I just, I love this movie and everything it stands for. And, you know, you talking about woke movies, this is definitely, yeah. it has a message, but it's a horror movie first, in my opinion. Oh God, yeah. Um, I love Bradham Adams as fool. I, he, he was a young kid, but I think he did an amazing job. And then Daddy Everett McGill, he is such—he is such a scary guy. Even when he's not like playing a scary guy, he's still a scary guy. He was in Silver Bullet too. Yeah, like he's just the guy's nightmare fuel. He is. Um, and then so intense. Yeah. Roach. I mean, he is—he's in the walls and he's taunting him. He's constantly trying to get him, and I think it's hilarious. And I—I I, I love Roach and. What about when the daddy's running around the BDSM suit? Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy and off the wall and, you know, the boys in the basement, they're so creepy looking, yes. but you love them and you want them to be freed. And yeah, I just, I love this movie so much and I could watch it all the time. Yeah. Very yeah, good there, movie. There's just so much, yeah, so much good in that, in that movie. I mean, the, 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 the scene where, you know, they're, they're bathing her in the hot water, just, oh my God. That 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 oh that yeah. tears me up. And it's it that movie is amazing. I love it. I love these lists. This is this is so much fun. Like you you could not have even tried to get three different lists than than what we put out today. That's that's right. awesome. Yeah, I love all of those all those movies. Well, with the exception, uh, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna change my number one. I think, and I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, well, one that is is a masterpiece, and that's uh, Midsommar, uh, which is so much better than uh, Hereditary, guys. If you, uh, you know, if you're not, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like one or the other, right? Yep. You can't, you can't like them both. 
I do. I, I do like them both. Um, I really do. I just, for whatever reason, um, you know, and the, actually the first time that I watched Hereditary, I, I didn't care for it that much. And somebody told me, hey, you have to go back and watch it again. And I did. I, I, I got a lot more of the, you know, the subtext and subtlety, um, you know, the stuff that's in the background um, and the, you know, the characterization and stuff like that. So I, I get it for whatever reason, though, it just doesn't res resonate with me as much as, uh, as Midsommar does. But I know that that's, that's kind of a controversial opinion. Again, I know most people absolutely love hereditary or hereditary and, and rightfully so that movie is, it is, it's a masterpiece as well. It's, it's really good that for whatever reason, it just doesn't stick out to me, but I know that, I know that you guys though have the, uh, the opposite opinion of that. Did, did y'all like Midsommar? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, we like it very much, but, um, I, it's oh, it's okay. Yeah, I I wasn't in love with it. But um, you also weren't in love with Hereditary. This either. is true, and I did give Hereditary another chance. So yeah. I, maybe we watched Midsummer again. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I I mean, the cinematography in it is oh, yeah. amazing and beautiful. But well, you look at the differences in Midsummer and Hereditary, and how Hereditary is just like dark yeah. and gloomy, and Midsummer is bright yeah. and sunlit and. I mean, they're both great for what they are. I mean, if, if you've got a gun to my head and you're telling me to pick one, I'm going to go hereditary. But I don't dislike Midsommar, and I think it's great. The acting's great. The pain in that movie is real. Mm -hmm. um, and I love the cliff scene. Like, that really, really got me. But again, like we've talked about, I'm not a fan of sexual assault. Yeah. And yeah. say what you want, but they're raping that guy at the end of the movie. But yeah. Like, he's drugged. They're forcing him to have sex with that young lady. And like, then he gets killed for it. Yeah, yeah, he's drugged and forced into sex. That is rape. I mean, he was—he wasn't a great guy to begin with, but right. But nobody deserves to be raped, and I don't care what the situation no, is. Male no, no, absolutely or not. Um, and you know that—that that to me is just something that really bothered me because I don't feel like enough people talk about that scene for what it is. A lot of people talk about how it's funny because you got the older lady pushing on his butt and stuff, but it's like, man. If it was the opposite and the girl was the one that was drugged being forced into this, everybody would hate the scene, you know? So we, we've got to play that equality thing where this is a young man being raped in front of us. And that's just one scene that really, really bothers me throughout Midsommar. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. Uh, definitely. And I'm glad you, I, I definitely am. I'm glad that you, you bring that up. Cause yeah, that, that scene, it's, it's, it's weird because I, again, another movie that I saw in the theater and you know, you're right. Like when, when it was playing and, hardly anybody ever talks about it but when when i'm you know sitting there in the theater and everybody is kind of like cracking up about it i'm like oh you know i don't i don't know about that you know and it's it does you know it just hits you if you kind of kind of understand what you know is really going on or you allow yourself to understand what's going on then it does and man it kind of hits you right guy. it's it, it is uh it's it's a disturbing scene it really is when the yes. whole movie is is kind of disturbing, like you were talking about the cliff scene and all that. But yeah, I just had to throw that out there just because we've been having this discussion for the last couple of weeks. So. <laughs> hey, we yeah. definitely have. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to bring that back up. All right, guys, that is, that's it. That is our top six. If Ken, why don't you go back through, uh, through one more time and uh, let the listeners know one through six, what, or six through one, I'm sorry, uh, what, what your list was again. Uh, my number six was Cabin in the Woods. Number five, Tales from the Hood. Number four, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Number three, Evil Dead 2. Number two was Sometimes They Come Back. And number one, House. Nice list. All right, Ashley, why don't you run down your list? 
Okay. Um, are we doing honorable mention? Oh, my honorable mention was Child's oh, yeah. Play 3. Yeah, you do honorable okay. mentions as well. I'm going to skip mine just because it's so long, but go, go ahead. You guys <laughs> only have one, so. Right. Um, my honorable mention was Insidious. Number six was Child's Play 2019. Five was It. I, um, I combined 17 and 19. Um, number four was Scream. Three is Pet Cemetery. Two is Halloween 78. And number one was People Under the Stairs. Awesome. Yeah, I love, like I said, man, you could not choose two different lists if you if you tried. And I, I love my list as well. So number yeah. six is American Psycho. Number five, with the uh, trigger warning caveat, is I Saw the Devil. Number four is Jew on the Curse. Number three is Mandy. Number two is Shudder. And number one, what else could it be? It is Evil Dead 2. A true, true classic. All right, guys, thank you again for, for joining me this week, man. Uh, this was such an amazing evil episode, and it is good to be able to talk to you both. Like I said, I love you guys' channel so much. Listeners, hey, thank you for, for joining us this week. It was so much fun to have them on and to talk about what our top four lists were. And one more time, why don't you guys tell the listeners where they can find you? Um, you can find us on Facebook at Sledgehammer Horror. Uh, Instagram at Sledgehammer Horror, Twitter at Sledgehammer Horror, H O R, and then YouTube.com slash Sledgehammer Horror. Awesome. And like I said, all those links will be in the description. Please, please, please seek them out. Find, you know, their, the, the, the socials, the YouTube channel, and check that stuff out. I promise you, you're going to have an amazing time. Not only are you going to laugh, not only are you going to have a good time, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of thin pieces on there as well. Just a brilliant, wonderful, amazing couple. Please check them out. And before we end today, I uh, like to talk about a little bit of what the listeners thought. So I put this out on social media. I'm sorry, guys. I know um, it's it's just stuck in my head that I do one of these a week. And so uh, we're I did two recordings this week. And at the last second, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta I gotta put the question up. So uh, kind of at the last minute, I I put that out there. What is your top six? And I did get, uh, get, did get a few responses. Christine Brown, she says, Halloween, 1978, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraiser, The Shining, The Exorcist, and Friday the 13th. And that is, that's a, that's a strong list. It was a cinema recall. Yeah. Friend of the show says, in no special order, so we'll just kind of go over these. Suspiria 77, which, man, that should have made my honorable mentions. I do love me some Dario Argento. Dawn of the Dead, 78, Halloween 3, Scream, The Shining, and Nightmare on Elm Street 3. So, hey, thank you guys for sending those in. If you would like to follow me, you can do so on Twitter, Woods Podcast 1, or you can email the show at podcastinthewoods1 at gmail.com, and I would love to hear what your thoughts are. You can send me requests. You can tell me how wrong I was about something, whatever it is that you want. We'll talk about it. Thank you guys again for joining me. This has been Podcast in the Woods and stay scuffed. Thank All you. Right.